Befriend Your Body Podcast, Love and Anxiety Part 3. Hello, listeners, and hi, Gio. Hi, Wanda. Today, we're going to continue the Love and Anxiety series, talking about um, aspects of life that can uh, cause us to feel the calm and peace and the goodness of love, or aspects of life that cause us to feel high anxiety, or even that relationships and love can actually cause anxiety. So we talked about a couple things, attachment history, and then also what we focus on last podcast. So today's podcast, we're going to talk about worry, an all too familiar companion for many of us, or uh, negative thought loops, uh, whatever your term for it is. Many of us get caught in our minds obsessing about stuff we did that we don't like or that we did wrong or worrying about what's going to happen in the future. Um, my fancy term for worry is basically negatively futurizing. We're projecting ourselves into some form of the future, but with a negative outcome as opposed to projecting ourselves into the future or hoping and planning for a positive future. So today we're going to talk about how worry impacts uh, love and anxiety. Okay, so it's kind of counterproductive, don't you think, if you put a lot of effort into learning how to calm down, using the tools, feeling really good, and then five minutes later you trigger your avoid system again by worrying. However, it's really hard not to do. Um, worry is a habit. Many of us can also be our own worst enemy, and we turn on our primitive brain avoid system by manufacturing danger that is not real, usually. Sometimes we're worrying about an actual event, but generally um, the experts, whoever they are, say that 80% of what we worry about never comes to pass. Um, and the 20% we worry about, they say, we can't do anything about by worrying anyway, which is actually true. When I worry about something future that's coming, there's no way I can impact it positively because I'm not actually there in my body with my um, support network, with my mind that can come up with creative problem solving. I'm not there. I'm projecting myself mentally somewhere that I'm not yet. So worrying is a total and um, utter waste of time. Unfortunately, uh, many of us have a very difficult time stopping it. Uh, and of course, people who struggle with the constant danger signaling almost always struggle with worry because unless you're in actual danger, something is turning that signal on. And have you noticed, by the way, how tight and miserable your body gets when you do worry? Sometimes people say, well, it's just a thought in my head. It's not that big of a deal. Well, I only wish that were true for myself and all of you um, when we worry because unfortunately, thoughts are incredibly powerful. You have a thought. You, you have... A, maybe I call it an immaterial worrying thought that enters your mind. Um, I'm going to fail my next presentation or I'm going to get fired or I'm going to uh, biff on this next big wave that comes and everybody, everybody's going to laugh at me. I'm just throwing out some silly things, but uh, an immaterial worrying thought enters your mind. But unfortunately, even if it goes right away and you don't loop it, it leaves a material trace which impacts your brain and, unfortunately, even worse, changes your body. It changes your hormones and it changes sensations that you feel in your body. Whenever I struggle with worrying, my chest gets tight, my belly hurts, my breath comes short, and I tend to, if I worry long enough, my stomach, um, I'll get a stomach ache. Um, 
So a lot of little kids that are anxious, they, they talk about it like tummy bugs because worry tends to be very belly. But when you have a thought, it's not just a thought, it actually impacts your body. This process is really important to understand, and sometimes when my clients grasp this information, it helps them sign the death warrant to their habit of worrying, or at least they begin to focus on trying to worry less. Any thoughts you have, Gio, or well, anything to add as we, as we talk about this? It's very interesting because it made me think of a, a phrase that I like very much, and you might know it, but it says, uh, my life has been full of terrible misfortunes, most of which never happened. <laughs> and I like this because it's true. You think and you worry so much about things that in the end they don't happen and you lost time instead of enjoying a good moment, worrying about something that was not real. Do you know who said I love that question. I don't you know, know who how said to it? pronounce his name. Okay. Uh, Michael de Montaigne. Maybe, uh, maybe it's French. 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 Michel de Montaigne. Yeah, no, I don't know. Okay. It's a very interesting uh, phrase that I always think of, and it's true. I'm worrying about something that it's not real yet. And if it, it is real, then I could start worrying, right? Right. Yeah, that's a good point, if it's in front of you. <laughs> My grandmother used to say, don't borrow trouble till it's here. Yeah. Which is a good, which is a good way to live life. So one of the things that often also can happen with worrying is that worriers, not warriors, but worriers, focus often on imagined worst-case scenarios. Some of my clients have told me that this habit actually makes them feel like they're doing something and preparing themselves for the danger when it comes. They think worrying makes them more ready for it. However, that's actually fully the opposite of what the truth is. Being tensed and braced does not produce quick reactions. In fact, we, we can sometimes go into freeze if we've done too much bracing. Uh, we are much quicker to respond to a stimulus that needs response when we're in a state of relaxed present alertness. So being braced and prepared for something bad tends to just have us already worried and stressed. So if something bad happens, we can actually go into overwhelm and not respond well. A nice example from nature, because I love trees, and we're going to talk some about trees at some future podcast. Um, Judy Dench is another tree lover, and I just love her as well. But in a really bad hurricane or a windstorm, the really big, tall, old, rigid, stiff um, oak, oak trees, for in instance, will snap in that strong wind. But a flexible one, such as a willow or a younger tree that still has a lot of bend, will just whip back and forth for a while and then eventually come right back and be fine. And so we do much better with actual danger that it actually comes when we're in relaxed alertness rather than braced and worried. That's a great example. I loved it. Yeah, thank you. Um, here's a phrase I like to say because it helps me. Sometimes surrendering to the present moment, even if it's unpleasant and painful, is less traumatizing to our body than fighting against it. Sometimes surrender is the best option. It just doesn't always feel good. So when people are stuck in the obsessive looping or the obsessive thinking or worrying about worst case scenarios, um, if they can utilize them, their cerebral cortex and their five senses could actually help send the message to them that life is actually okay right now. Um, we call that top-down processing when I'm using my logical react, react what am I trying to say to you? My rational brain <laughs> to calm ourselves down. 
Um, but if our high of our void system is on high alert, sometimes the the body's experiencing so much physiological com- physiological consequences. That's easy for me to say, of too much adrenaline, cortisol, etc. That the body sensations of high anxiety are just so overwhelming that the worrier feels like they have to focus on something bad must be coming right around the corner. And then because our mind is a meaning-making organ, if we have a lot of stress and anxiety in our belly or our nervous system, the mind will find a reason why we're worried. So we tend to focus on, well, that's why I'm anxious. And it may be that, or it may actually be that you live in sympathetic dominance all the time. You're too stressed out. You're not relaxing enough. So you're constantly in high arousal with too, too much stress hormones, which means that you're going to feel those sensations and then your mind will be like, oh, I must, this must be the problem. <clears throat> I'm taking a sip of your lovely tea. Thank you. Enjoy. So anyway, again, just keeping in mind, you can use your rational brain to calm yourself down or as we talked about last podcast, shift your focus. Unless you're in actual danger, find the positivity and turn and focus that. So to close, the good news is worry is just another bad habit that you learn to do so you can absolutely unlearn. Of course, if you can calm the body down, and that will help the mind calm down, which will help with an atmosphere that makes it easier to fight the worry. So sometimes doing relaxation exercises, breathing, uh, yoga, uh, body scans, those kinds of things are the best um, step if you can't change your focus. Get your body calmed down which will help you fight off the worry. You cannot control every thought that hits your brain. No one can. Even meditators, long-term meditators, can't control every thought. But you and I and everyone in the world can choose which ones we give attention to or which ones we let pass on without sticking. Um, One final helpful tool that can be uh, used is talking back to the ants. So automatic negative thought, ant, Right? So if you have an ant, I'm going to lose my job. You can talk back to it. You can say, well, no, actually, I got a promotion last month, and my boss likes me. And so you can actually use rational, logical evidence to talk back to that fearful thought that is probably not realistic. Use your grown-up logical brain to refute the imagined horror that is probably just a figment of your scared imagination. Your body, your brain will thank you, and so will your bank account. People who live in consistent and chronic stress and worry have 147% higher health care costs. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Many of the diseases, actually, there are some doctors that believe that 75% of every single doctor visit, no matter whether it goes to cancer or little things, are coming from the body being dysregulated and way too much stress and anxiety. So learn how to calm down. Uh, rest in love and safety and learn how to turn off that avoid system in your brain so you can enjoy your life better. Thank you, Wanda. That was lovely. Thank you, uh, Gio, for your help and thank you, my listeners. As always, if you have any questions or comments or subjects, sorry, the Navy is flying a plane uh, over where we're filming. Uh, If you have any questions, comments, or uh, situations you'd like us to do a podcast about, please uh, use the contact page on wandabrothers.com and write in to um, ask us. Have a very wonderful day. 